seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Hey, what's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here. Welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. And before we dive into the episode, just wanted to share this awesome review we got for Monkey 360. And this is for the tactical. 360 and the tactical training for monkey 360 it's way different it's it's first of all it's freaking hard so if you're looking to get a little bit wilder in your training maybe check out the tactical program it involves a little bit more you're kind of doing this combo of like more intense body weight exercises intermixed with monkey 360 Plus you have the heavier band, the heavier mass core. So it's, uh, it's no joke. So if you're looking for something a little wilder, check that out. But I want to share this review from monkey Vance M he says monkey tactical is dope. He says the monkey is one of my favorite workout tools ever. My, my monkey is the tactical one. And I started right into the tactical training workout program by adding it to the end of my workouts after 10 years in special operations. 20 years as an athlete, the variability of exercises is fantastic and a breath of fresh air. I look forward to my monkey workouts every day. So shout out to the wild man, monkey Vance. Thanks so much for the awesome review. It's, uh, you know, sometimes you put these things out there. You just, it's like, like, is anyone doing this? But no, it's really good to get the feedback and, you know, especially someone at kind of that caliber, that caliber of athleticism and knowing, knowing kind of what, well, having a, uh, outsider's view of what special operations looks like from like a training aspect. I, uh, I appreciate the stoke from someone that's been in that environment and is enjoying using monkey 360. So if you haven't checked it out, I'd highly recommend it. And again, you want the maximum amount of wildness check out the tactical program and here we go let's dive into the episode what's up monkeys monkey dan here and welcome to the live wild or die podcast before we dive into this monkey mindset episode i wanted to share a little training uh what would be the right term here a fitness metaphor sent to me by the wild man john gertz We've known each other since 2007. We were rangers together out in Sequoia National Forest in California. And uh, yeah, I've mentioned that summer a lot and it was a very formative time. And John Gertz, again, we were living out in a super rural area together, went on a ton of different adventures, learned a lot from him. And now he lives a few miles down the road here in Colorado. So we actually just got out on the ski trails here a few weeks back. It was wild. He crushed me on the skis, but let me share this fitness metaphor he sent over. So this is from the science of ultra. Okay, here we go. In wood turning, we begin to shape a piece of wood with a gauge jokingly, but accurately referred to as one grit. This converts the awkward shape of the piece into 99% of the final form. Then we use rough sandpaper, maybe 100 grit. When only cuts of the 100 grit are left, we go to a higher grit, maybe 150. 
When only cuts of the 150 grit are left, we go to 200, then 400, then 600. The process continues until it's smooth. If we skip steps, there will be scratches that remain from earlier grits. It takes a seemingly infinite, infinite amount of t- sanding with 400 grit to remove a 100 grit scratch. The process goes much faster if we work through the grits in smaller steps and for long enough to remove the scratches of the previous grit. If we discover a deeper scratch late in the process, we have to go all the way back to that grit and restart from there. By doing the job right, fully and completely, at every step and by progressing in small increments, we get it right. Then they go on to ask, what are the one grit approaches to your training? Sleep, thinking, eating, moving. What are the one grit approaches to your training? Sleep, thinking, eating, moving that you're skipping. What 400 grit approaches are using, are you using with the expectation to overcome 100 grit scratches? So it's an interesting metaphor. You know, it makes me think just off, just kind of free association here. You know, it's kind of like the biohacking craze and kind of this, you know, kind of like the four hour work week type of thing or four hour body where it's possible to kind of take these shortcuts to different goals or achievements. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss. He's a wild man, really enjoy what that dude's up to. But I also think there's like a, a dark side to that approach where you never, you never fully absorb or you, you just kind of are checking things off a list, but it doesn't, uh, what's the right term? It's like concrete forming. If it forms too quickly, it's brittle. If you take your time, it's a much more solid, robust piece of structure. I guess same thing with like rock forming from liquid magma, right? If it cools slowly, it's a much harder, stronger, better rock. That's the stuff I like to climb on. It's relatively quickly. It's a little more brittle. The fractures are weird, things like that. So... One thing I used to remind members of the gym I used to work at was, you know, you gotta, you gotta approach fitness and training from a training age mindset. Cause a lot of people they'd walk in and some of them never really lifted weights. They'd never done, you know, pull-ups. They'd never done running in like a training format. And you're, you're being coached by guys that, you know, have been doing things for 10, 20, even 30 years. So their training age is just night and day different. So I, this kind of, this one grit approach, it's like, we're playing the long game monkeys. It's just these incremental little steps along the way. It would behoove you to go from, you know, 10 reps to a hundred reps or 500 reps of pull-ups or whatever, just cause you're, you're psyched and want to try and expedite the process. You know, it's, Logan Schwartz really said it best. It's like once you cross hold, once you cross your threshold of adaptation, more training isn't going to make you stronger, faster. So something to consider. And thanks again to the wild man, John Gertz for sending this over. Always good to have a good fitness metaphor. Keep them coming monkeys. I'm sure some of you guys have some other good ones. And what, what I wanted to talk about this episode, I just thought of this this morning So I thought it was worth sharing with 
you monkeys, my monkey family, but I've been thinking a lot about just my relationship with tech and how it's, especially social media, it's like you, you can waste so much time just scrolling for miles. I can't remember what the stat is, but it's, it's some outrageous number of like the length. If it was like an actual piece of paper, you scroll through what that length would be like the average scroll per day for people. It's wild, but you know, tech, it's such a powerful tool when it's used properly. And it really just, it opens up the entire world. And basically all of human knowledge is at your fingertips. Literally. If you, excuse me, if you use it, with the right frame of mind and with the right approach, it can really be a huge benefit to your life. And of course, the opposite is true. You can also let it consume you and be a source of stress, depression, anxiety, things of that nature. But I was just thinking about it. And what what I did this morning was I was going on, I think it was Instagram, but I was going on with a very specific purpose. So I listened to a podcast Shout out to Adventure Sports Podcast and the wild man, Mason Gravely. He was, uh, it was an episode from a few years back. We was talking to this Brit, Alistair Humphreys, who's, man, I'll link him in the show notes. Really cool dude. He rode his bike around the world for four years. Over four years, he rode his bike around the world. And he's just, he's done all kinds of adventures, huge inspiration, and just really unique thinker. He has, he's kind of pioneered this concept of micro adventures. But so anyways, listening to this podcast led me to seeking out Alistair's platform. And I, I just remember when I was pulling up Instagram, I just kind of in the back of my head was like, okay, I'm going to go to Alistair's page. I'm going to look at his feed, check out who he's been up to. And then I'm out and it worked really well. I was in, I, I kind of consumed what I needed to, or found what I was looking for. And then, then I was gone. And so I kind of had this thought, well, it's like, if you can kind of preface or put, put your social media use specifically, or even just general internet use specifically for a for a purpose and ideally a purpose that's improving your life in some way, you know, whether it's training information, health information, nutrition, whatever, if you're using something for that, things of that nature, your life's probably going to be better if you can be disciplined to kind of stay in that silo. So I just kind of broke down a few platforms here. Just again, this is just kind of free thought. I just kind of came up with this this morning. So I'm stoked to hear what you guys think. So YouTube, I've used YouTube. Gosh, I can't, when did YouTube launch? It's been so many years now, but the last maybe five years, I've really focused YouTube for technique. So exercise technique, rehab exercises. It's been, I can't tell you guys how useful these PT exercises, these physical therapy exercises that you get for free on YouTube, how useful they've been for me. And again, these are more like minor tweaks, just strains, sprains type of thing versus like, I need to go to the doctor. So again, don't, uh, don't try and heal yourself on YouTube if you need to go to the ER, but if you're looking for just kind of general rehab stuff for a shoulder tweak, whatever YouTube, there's so many good videos on there. And if you just, if you do a little bit of vetting, you can usually find some legit information. Yoga is actually another, uh, I've, there's a gal yoga with Adrian. She's got a huge following. 
I've used some of her videos. Her, they're a little more on the mellow side. So that's like maybe good first thing in the morning. Just kind of want to get the funk out a little bit. Interestingly, I've had a, I've had trouble. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not looking hard enough. If you guys have something you found, please let me know. But I've had, I've struggled finding like more intense, like power yoga stuff on YouTube. So if you have something sent in my way, Instagram, a little different on my personal page. Generally I'm following a lot of adventurers and kind of fitness trainer type folks, PTs, guys like that, guys and gals like that. But Instagram really, it's, I've gotten really great adventure ideas. And then more like new exercise ideas versus like technical kind of technique breakdown. YouTube's way better for that, but just like, Oh, I never thought about doing something like that or in that way. I think Instagram's really good for that. So again, there's, I am struggling to think off the top of my head who specifically I'm following for exercises, but I just, I can remember going on and seeing something like, Oh yeah, I wanted to check out what that guy, what that guy did again. So that's kind of how I'm using Instagram or that's how I've used Instagram. And then Strava, this is like a tracking app. It's generally for running, cycling, but it's kind of all encompassing now. They've spread their breath a little bit, but I follow all these guys here in Boulder and then friends across the country and even the world. But essentially Strava, if you go on a run or a bike ride or whatever, paddleboard, kayak, whatever you're into, it'll GPS, it'll track your course and it'll kind of link it up with existing segments and say how fast you ran it compared to other people, things like that. I enjoy that type of thing. But what I've really used it for is just new routes and I guess adventure ideas as well. So there's so much right out the door here in Boulder and there's these guys that, you know, they've lived here their whole lives. They just know it like the back of their hand. So it's just like when you see what they've been up to always, I can't, I just, I'm always impressed by the novelty these guys can come up with. There's this new cool ways to link features or trails or things like that. So that's how I've been using those three specific platforms. But really the bigger concept that I'm trying to communicate is I know I'm guilty of this. And I think a lot of people are, it's like, you're standing in line waiting. You just pull out your phone, start scrolling, whatever. I think if you can get in the habit of just setting an intention of I'm going to go on YouTube for X, I'm going to go on Instagram for Y, I'm going to search the internet for Z, whatever that is, try and make it something that's useful. It's going to make your life better. And it's going to help you just get, it's going to help you avoid that miles of scrolling and just honestly, just wasted time. I, that, I think that's what kind of inspired this thought was it's like, how much time do you think you waste just doing, just scrolling like that? You know, it's, it's probably way more than you'd like to hear at least for most of us. But if you can be disciplined, at least have intention, there's use, there's usefulness to it. And then, you know, this, you just gotta really get in, get out. You know, YouTube's got the autoplay. There's just endless content on Instagram. So you got, you got to have the discipline to, uh, set the intention going in, but then also make sure you have an exit strategy as well. So thanks for tuning in monkeys. Hope you guys are living wild. 
spring is well upon us here in Colorado. I'm just I'm so stoked to be outside. Hope you guys are getting in some time underneath the cosmic rays and getting wilder every day. So we'll keep the conversation going. I'll see you guys out there. Monkey on. <laughs>